0: Welcome to the podcast for Jews Taekwondo, episode number five. Today we have Mr. Pedro Hernandez. He's a blue belt at Jews Taekwondo. How are you doing today, Mr. Hernandez?
1: Hello, Master Jew. Um Pleasure talking to you, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I have had the privilege of being your student uh, now for a couple years. You know, I've been listening to your podcast, and it's fantastic uh, you asking questions, but I thought, uh, how about we turn this around this time? Uh, You have uh, so much knowledge about Taekwondo and uh, advice overall, so I was hoping to maybe ask you a few questions and see what, uh, you know, you can share with us today.
0: Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Honored to hear that. Can you j- maybe give us a little bit of background about um, yourself? When did you start Taekwondo? What was your interest?
1: Absolutely, sir. When I was a kid, uh, between ages maybe 7 to 15, I uh, did Taekwondo in Mexico. I'm originally from Mexico. And uh, I did the Mudu kwan, uh style. Of course, then I came here to Stanford University for college and graduated. A couple years later, got married, uh, moved to Pleasanton. And that's where I discovered Juice Taekwondo. And uh, I was very glad to start uh, in a different mode of Taekwondo, now ITF. And the main reason I wanted to join is because I really enjoyed the self-defense part of Taekwondo as a kid. But the additional aspect of Taekwondo that I really liked was the fact that a lot of those lessons you can actually take into real world, not just for self-defense, but sometimes for, uh, you know, we go to competition, so what can we learn about competition? Uh, in a tournament, it helps you build character, and that's what I really like about, uh, one of the aspects I really like about Taekwondo. And that's kind of the nature of the questions I wanted to ask that for you today, Master Ju, about what's the value of tournaments and uh, how do you think we can become better at competing? <laughs>
0: oh, oh, great. Well, that's an interesting uh, history. Did you um, <coughs> do martial art in Mexico for fitness, or was it more for self-defense? Um, your mom and dad make you, have you do it, or...?
1: that's right sir. so i think it was a combination of fitness a little bit of self-defense uh, but one thing they really wanted me to do was to really build character which is something that uh, you know we, we can uh, get involved in uh, taekwondo training doing fitness but there's a lot of character building there that is applicable to many aspects of your life and now as an adult you know i know you have a uh, some adult sense, but majority, more know, like a, uh, before college students. But as an adult, the, the character building that Taekwondo uh, taught me as a kid and now reinforcing that as an adult is invaluable for multiple situations in, in my career and the personal life and whatnot.
0: Cool. Did you, um, what rank did you get to in Mudokwon?
1: I got to uh, the junior black belt, so I was first Pum.
0: Okay. So and how old were that. you?
1: I believe I was a little bit younger than 12. And I got that rank.
0: And then you you moved to uh, America?
1: That's right. Well, actually, I moved from – I was in a small town in uh, southern Mexico. Then I moved to Mexico City. I kept training, uh, but I did not advance in terms of rank anymore. And once high school came and I decided to uh, consider the opportunity to study college in the U.S., that's when I had to shift uh, to maybe prepare for college. As soon as I finished college, the first thing I did was start looking for uh, joining martial arts back. And I'm uh, very glad I found just taekwondo now.
0: That's very that's interesting story. That's interesting to me because a lot of um, children, they do martial art when they're younger. Then they take a break and they never really get back into it. But in your case, um, it seems like it's always been with you. So it was just a matter of finding a place to work out.
1: That's right, sir. Finding the the right studio and uh, use taken, of course, was a gift from heaven. So I'm very very happy to be part of it.
0: <laughs> you had a specific questions again. Um, you wanted to ask me.
1: That's right, sir. So now, uh, you know, I would like to maybe ask you a few questions about tournaments and. You know, one of the things that really caught my attention as a color uh, belt student at your studio is as I go through the program and uh, the progress sheets for my next rank, I see these two boxes at the bottom of my progress <laughs> <sheet> that say <laughs> tournament requirements, sparring and patterns. So I wanted to ask you, uh, why is that there and why do you encourage us to compete uh, even early on as a, as a color belt?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question, I think. Well, first of all, I think tournaments are great experience it's a good way to measure how we're doing. Win or lose, it just, I think it makes us better. Trying to win a, a gold medal or trying to win an event or whatever it is, uh, you have to really work at it and try to be your best. I think a lot of sports are like that. I mean, if you think about like soccer, they have soccer matches every weekend. So <coughs> again, it just it's a goal. It's kind of a uh, way to motivate individuals to be the best that they can possibly be. But the main reason why I require the tournament requirement has to go back to my own personal training, I think. Mm. I actually didn't start doing any tournaments until I was a blue belt. And of course, (coughs) when I was a blue belt, I was much older, I was probably around 20 years old. Yeah, I was in class, you know, I liked working out. I worked out hard. You know, it was fun. But you know, my instructor said, hey, let's go to this tournament. uh, term, okay, sure, why not? just go check it out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um my first sparring match I was totally destroyed i never- i'd never been hit that hard before. I was like, oh okay, what's going Ouch. on here? <laughs> Ouch! and so I realized that in class we tend to protect our ourselves and protect our students so we don't hurt each other, or not to say that you won't hurt people in tournaments, but it's a little bit more aggressive and sure. um I realized, Wow, okay, I need to practice a little bit more. I need to work on this a little bit more, so I did some tournaments i I win some, I lose some, it's okay. Most of my students we would go to tournaments. it's just you know just just for fun, but uh, I did find some students were not going, and that wasn't a big deal to me, but then... I started having students that became black belts and had not competed at all. And then oh wow. that, to me, was like, well, there's a huge value in competition. It just kind of teaches us a little bit about who we are and how we <laughs> match up with other people, whether we li- win or lose. It, you know, It's just good experience. That's the way I felt about it. I just couldn't imagine that really being a black belt, and that these students have never competed so <laughs> I decided, well, OK, in order to, to be a black belt, you have to compete. But what ends up happening is that some of these students um, wait until the very last moment. Say it would be a red belt Ooh. and didn't go compete. And that, so that's not really the best time to start doing that um, because you're going <laughs> up against people that have that have experience that might have been competing for a while. And so you go out there and you don't have that kind of experience, you could get hurt. Yes, sir. So I decided that we need to, you know, maybe make it more of a requirement at a lower rank. There are some people I don't have to say. You have to do it. There's just going to be some that you're going to say, hey, I would like you to do it. And so that's how I started it, that I made it a requirement for green belts. I didn't want to b- push it down too low, yet I didn't um, didn't want it to be pushed up too high as a requirement. I think students that get get involved in it earlier let's say th- even when they're white belt that's great i i think that's a great time to s- to get involved as a white good belt thing. you mm-hmm. can say well i'm a white belt i lost that's why but no big deal if you win that's great g- it's a good um, ego boost so i think the earlier someone can get involved in it it's it's, it's good experience
1: that's right sir and uh, one of the things that really uh, Caught my eye when I was a fresh. A white belt at your studio is just the number of world champions that a lot of these young students are world champions, uh, black belt world champions, and I think that really comes from the fact that we are doing tournaments uh, at your studio from, you know, an early uh, or, or earlier ranks. That so really translates into a huge rate of success as, as the students become black belts, and that's one of the strengths that I, re- one of the reasons for which I really wanted to join your studio. <clears throat> the other thing G, that I wanted to ask you is, I think a lot of the fear of trying to not compete or the fear to say, ah, maybe I don't want to do this sparring tournament or that patterns tournament is because we're afraid of losing. I think it's a lot of, uh, of part there. And would you like to maybe give us some advice as to how to maybe manage those feelings as we go into the competition? And also along the lines, you know, you, you, you mentioned in, in the studios a lot of uh, camaraderie and being a team. So even if we lose, we're actually helping each other out, whether we win or lose. So, would you mind sharing maybe a couple thoughts on on that aspect of being a team and dealing with uh, loss,
0: winning and losing?
1: <laughs> that's right, sir.
0: <laughs> I like competition. Now, maybe that's something that's inherent in certain people. I'm not sure. Uh, when I was in when I was younger, I competed in track and field. I've um, you know been on teams, basketball teams, um, wrestling. So I've um, competed in, l- in a lot of physical aspects, and today there's a lot of teams like debate teams and stuff like that. Yeah, if that was an opportunity for me back then, maybe I would have done that as well. I'm not sure. I do like competition. I think it challenges us. It can make us better, pushes us a little bit. Winning and losing, you know, the thing about we all want to l- win, but you've got to learn how to lose first. There that are some should. people that... Have never lost an event. I, I we have a few students like that. What's what's the lowest you've ever gotten? Silver? Oh, you never gotten a bronze yet? No, no. <laughs> you know that's that's interesting to hear that sometimes. So that's that's great for that individual. But what about the losing? You know, we have to learn how to lose as well. Because I've seen students that have um, never lost, and all of a sudden they lose a match. It happens there's lots of reasons why we win and lose. It could have been the the bracket. It could have been you had an off day. It could have been that person was better that day. We have to be able to learn how to lose to really appreciate that win. If we think of it in that way and we think of it like, you know, I lost, what is it that that I have to do to to be better so that I don't lose again? I think if we just look at it as a learning lesson, then, then we can move forward. But if you just (coughs) dwell on it that I lost and that this is it, that I'm never going to do it again because I lost. And who really did lose at the end of the day? That individual that just gave up would have lost regardless of the match. We need to overcome that. So that's a I think that's a big life lesson. We are challenged every day or we're challenged in our job. It's your boss gives you a bad review and um, that's a loss. What do you do? You say, well, this, this is no good. I'm quitting. Yeah, you can quit the job, but you need that job, so <laughs> you right. can't really do that either, right? So yes, you, right. you go back and say, okay, this is what I need to do to improve. Then let's work on it, and let's come back a winner. So I think it's translatable to our attitude and our character, as as you mentioned. is kind of who we are, whether we win or lose. We learn from it. Even if we win, we should learn from that. What did I do that made me win? What What was the key ingredient there so that I can continue to do that? Always take it as a learning experience.
1: That's right, sir, and very valuable life lesson. I mean, still remembering from my the years as a kid, and now with the advantage of having had more life experience, you know, uh, that concept of losing, right, is, is something we need to deal with. Life, of course, throws a lot of challenges to us, and sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fall short, but as you mentioned, about trying uh, harder next time, Uh, and I guess the analogy in Taekwondo would be to enroll in the next tournament, no matter what. Life lesson there.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if you lose, get back up on that, as they say, get back up on that horse and and do it again, and uh, just do your best. Uh, I can tell you I've lost a lot of uh, matches, and we lose things even in life, so we have to overcome those issues. And tournaments is a great way of um, of measuring how we're doing. And I mean, I even though I'm not competing in um, you know like taekwondo tournament myself, but it's still a competition to me. We go as a group. How we perform is a reflection of um, my instruction, or it's re- a reflection of our school as how far as how we're doing. So going to a lot of uh, events, tournaments, um, world championships or international championships, and kind of tells you how we're doing. And it's a great feeling to, to have a successful team. Uh, what i found is a lot of our students do have a lot of camaraderie and support each other and helping each other through our wins as well as through our loss.
1: That's right, Mr. of you know. That's very, very important. And uh, you can definitely feel in juice Taekwondo that team spirit strength of the studio uh of your studio i guess we've talked a little bit about the life lessons but maybe uh, i would like to maybe as we wrap this up maybe go back a little bit to the basics some people might be not new to taekwondo and without needing to go into too much detail when we say let's go to tournaments people think it's just sparring uh maybe a white belt thinks it's only sparring and that's the tournament but what are the different types of competition that one can expect when you go to a tournament
0: yeah, that's uh, interesting. I think when we talk about tournaments, I think l- most people think it's really, a lot of it's sparring. And, uh, you know, that is that is really exciting to see um, people spar each other and scoring points is very exciting. Uh, patterns competition may not be as exciting. Beautiful to watch. I like it. Uh, it shows off the techniques, you know, so it shows off different techniques. So different people have different, or students like certain parts of Taekwondo. Either they like a lot of patterns or they like sparring or maybe they like breaking. In our school, I think uh, we have a lot of good technicians. So we have a lot of people that are very good at patterns competition. And sparring, yeah, okay, I think. But we can definitely improve in both areas as well as in breaking. We don't do as much breaking. Why is that? Mm, I don't know. It's probably because you have to set up all that equipment and practice True. and um when you only have one machine and you have let's say fifteen people it to set up boards and break it down it just it can be time consuming uh where I prefer to spend the time on working on technique or maybe working on st- on drills to help on our sparring, so breaking we probably could um do something a little bit more in that area.
1: And as you mentioned, for breaking, a lot of it is not just breaking the board, but all those fundamental exercises, uh, you can try to break it 100 times, but if you don't have the right technique, you're just not going to do it. So if you perfect the technique during class, maybe it will take only two or three attempts to break a board once you know exactly which kick or technique you're using. So
0: Yeah, totally. I see the value. Yeah, I totally of, uh, agree with that. You know, there's a lot of parents that come up to me and says, well, can I buy a re-breakable board so they can practice that? I says, yeah, you can do that. I don't... I don't have a problem with that, but r- really breaking is just a demonstration of uh, your skill. If you have good skill set, the probability of um, breaking is very high. What I mean by skill set, like hitting with the proper tool, getting your body behind it, or the way the technique is executed. If you have good skill set, then the breaking should come along. Most people don't break very well is because some of the fundamental skill set is not correct and so if we spend our time trying to fix that while they're breaking then they can break the boards no problem right we you see that in testings we d- we try to help them out um, set them up properly making sure that they um, hit with the proper tool except and stuff like that and they're able to break the board but in class that's where you when you're doing drills that's where we need to focus on trying to improve on that skill set if we come in the class kind of being a little bit lazy I'm just doing this because I'm getting cardiovascular exercise and we're not really improving on the skill set, then the likelihood of breaking boards kind of diminish right away. And we need to get that skill set developed at the lower rank. We don't want to s- wait until they, they're black belts to start trying to break boards. And that's another reason why breaking has become a requirement for our younger ranks. Um, starting them out at yellow belts, they have to break boards. and. They're not the full one-inch boards for the juniors, but, you know, give them the confidence and um, making sure that they know what they need to do the next time they test.
1: That's right, sir. I really appreciate all that training for breaking in directly. Every class, we're learning a little bit better how to break a board, even if we don't really think about that. So, Master Ju, maybe uh, I was hoping I could share a few of my thoughts, Uh, all this learning that you have given us through the studio. It all came together uh, last year for me when I went as a color belt. Uh, I went to the President's Cup in Toronto, in Canada. Yes. You know, again, just I was keeping in mind uh, the techniques for patterns or starring or breaking, whatnot. But there's a few things that in the, tourna- the day of the tournament come to you that are quite a surprise. And uh, I think that's also another aspect of tournaments that maybe we don't talk too much about. But, for instance, I was traveling from here in California to Toronto. Uh, That meant I had to find a hotel, rent a car, I mean, you're in a different country, so you have to deal with visas, whatnot. The day of the tournament, I didn't know how long it was going to last. It was a whole day event. Uh, As a color belt adult, as you can imagine, I was probably at the very last part. Normally, the junior kids go first and... The later events are for adults and higher ranks, so I was very hungry. That's one aspect, you know. I didn't really plan my meals. I didn't know if I wanted to eat a lot, It's little. So all those things are things to consider, and that's why I think your 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 lesson of if you're gonna compete in your pattern, for instance, you gotta know it in and out because the day of the competition, there's all these little things that are throwing you off that might take a toll on your confidence, yes. and that's why you gotta if you think you know your pattern, you gotta know it even better because that day you might not be thinking about your pattern, but you might be thinking you're thirsty or hungry or sleepy, and that could actually, you know, make you forget a move or two, so that's definitely something to think about tournament, especially the the international one.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. There's uh, a lot of variables that go into the success of uh, an individual winning and losing at events, Um, eating the right foods before an event, the night before, and 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 that's not just taekwondo. That's in any sport. If you eat too heavy foods the night before, you know, you hear a lot of times. Oh, athletes eat carbohydrates the night before or drinking plenty of water before you actually get thirsty. Being at an event like um, an international event that's all day long and uh, you're in between rounds. And that could be a few minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It could be 30 minutes before you get back up there and, and compete again. And so how do you stay loose and how do you keep your energy up? So it is very tiring. It's a good experience, I think, going to those events. So we've got to start off early. I mean, start off with maybe doing some in-house kind of competition, which we do once a month. Uh, Low Mm -hmm. ranks and uh, younger students get a taste for that and then maybe go to other people's events so that they can see what it's like to travel down there, doing an all-day event. And then, of course, going to international events, such as the President and Cup, is uh, definitely more, more taxing, especially time zone change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, like right, that's right. I guess it's like um, uh, right now, I guess it's the basketball finals, right, in the NBA. And Imagine those guys from the East Coast going to the West Coast and vice versa, West Coast going to the East Coast. The traveling can really wear people out. Tell them how to maybe perform as, as well as they could.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure interviewing you, sir. uh, All this learning on the tournament. Quite fantastic. And again, as a a color belt adult, a lot of these lessons of, you know, how to manage my nerves when I'm about to spar someone or about... To do my pattern in front of five uh, black belts that are about to judge me, it really translates in giving me confidence for those days. Where maybe at work you gotta be very tough at a negotiation, or uh, maybe you're gonna ask your girlfriend to marry you. <laughs> those those <laughs> moments uh, they really train you to deal. I mean, the, the nerves never go away, but you learn how to manage control it. them. Uh, exactly, sir. How to manage it? Yeah. How
0: to control your? <laughs> that's true. That's right. <laughs> Well, good. You know, uh, let's do it again. If you have other questions about technique or anything like that, let, yeah, let's do that again. I think it was fun. Enjoyed uh, having that conversation with you.
1: Thank you very much, Master Jude, and have a great day.
0: Thank you very much. I'll, we'll talk to you in, later in class. Here's a couple of takes from our recent in-house sparring competition. Amla Rao, she got uh, first place today. Is that right? Yes, sir. How was that?
1: Uh, sir, it was fun competing with, uh, with girls, finally. I've always competed with boys for so long.
0: Really? We always put you with the boys, huh?
1: Yes, sir. None of the black belt girls like to spar.
0: But you got a gold medal at the World Championship, right? Yes, sir. And how was the fight today compared to what you experienced before?
1: Sir, I think it was, it was much harder there, because, but I trained with my brother to spar at Worlds, whereas today I walked in with the attitude knowing I was going to win.
0: I see. So why is it harder than um, at the World Championship?
1: Sir, I think I go easy on my friends here because I'll have to see them again. But at Worlds, if I give someone a bloody nose, I won't see them again, so it doesn't matter.
0: I see. Winner takes all then. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Bryce Sanglard. he um, got a silver medal at the World Championship in England, and he's here judging our little sparring competition. What did you think of it today?
1: Uh, it was pretty good, sir.
0: Well, did you want to jump in there?
1: Uh, a little bit, sir, but I can't because my mouth guard doesn't fit anymore because of my braces.
0: Well, next time, you, you judged the whole time. Is that right?
1: Yes, sir. My first time judging, too.
0: Yeah? And what did you learn from that?
1: The, f- the close matches are the most fun to judge.
0: <laughs> was it hard just judging for that long? Yes, sir. You want to do it again? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. We have Anthony Sewell. He's a gold medal winner in our sparring competition today. What do you think of today? Easy. <laughs> Easy? Do you always win gold?
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> do you
0: have a silver or a bronze at all?
1: Only a bronze, here.
0: When are you going to get the silver?
1: Um, I don't know, sir.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks. Jessica Leon, she's the gold medal winner at to today's event. What'd you think about that fight? Oh. oh wait, oh that's an oh tiring. Like I couldn't get my feet up in time, so like yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just tired. Just tiring? But, yeah. I'm also kinda nervous because I didn't spar in like a month. That's it. <laughs> All right. So Master Jim, what do you think I should work on in my like sparring? Other than combinations and kicking, like yeah, try to use your legs a little bit more. You good hand techniques. Very oh. good. Okay, but I was
1: too tired. Like, what if you're too tired to lift your leg up all the way? Like-
0: more training.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, look. We have Joanna Ho. She's a silver medal winner today at our sparring competition. What did you think of the event today?
1: It was fun. Um, I got a medal.
0: <laughs> oh. What did you learn today?
1: That I should, like, turn around less (laughs) during sparring.
0: Oh, great. So we'll see you at the next event, right? Yes, sir. All right, thanks. Evelyn Miller, she's watching uh, her husband compete today. What do you think?
1: I think he's getting better all the time. I'm proud of him.
0: Were you scared? Yes. (laughs) Nothing to be scared about, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
0: Any other advice for him?
1: <laughs> um, keep his eye on the other guy at all times.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look who we have over here. It's Kitty Key Loli. I think she's a bronze medal winner today. Is that right?
1: Yes, sir. What
0: would you think of the event today?
1: <coughs> sir, I like sparring tournaments. It gives you a chance to get the experience, sir.
0: What kind of experience?
1: Sir, fighting outside in real life, sir. It kind of teaches you how
0: you can fight. And how you are compared to other people, sir. What did you learn specifically? Uh, sir, I just got the experience and I learned uh, more tools on how to improve my technique, sir. How can you improve better?
1: Uh, sir, by practicing more and making sure I use the right tools for my technique, sir.
0: All right, well, we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. All right. We have gold medal winner Juliana Ho. And she's what you think of today?
1: It was good, I had fun sparring people.
0: What'd you learn today?
1: In the sparring competition, I learned that you have to keep your chin down when you're um, punching so you don't get hit in the face.
0: That's awesome, thank you. We have Kosh Loli, he um, competed today. What you how'd you do today? Pretty good pretty good did you learn anything today yes sir what did you learn today
1: i learned how different people bar
0: anything specific that could make it better
1: uh don't really know sir
0: <laughs> you need to ask some of the black belts so and they can kind of give you some advice yes sir great thank you very much
1: thank you <laughs>